0: The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Bowl NBA DFS Today podcast. Today is January 11th. It's a wonderful Saturday. And it is, I'm looking out my window here in Dallas, Texas, and there's giant snowflakes coming down. So that is a bit of a surprise. And uh, my partner here that I'm excited to do our Saturday morning show, Mr. Michael Apatria, you're usually the one that has the big snowflakes falling, and I'm here in the sunshine. What is going on,
1: my man? I, I I was asking you that, man. I it's I'm over here in Connecticut, and it's not even cold enough to snow right now. We've had like some high or some low 40 degree weather for the past few days. So, you know, I'm I'm walking around and, and with no jacket, just a suit, and I'm loving life up wow. here. This this feels like Jan or July. Uh, in January for Connecticut so you're taking the wrath of it and I'm okay coach you can leave it down there for a little while I've been fighting a cold for about two and a half weeks and it sounds like you're starting to get it through the mic from me so it does uh, man I I hope you feel a little bit better because if you have anything of what I've been dealing with it feels like it's just been hell on earth for two and a half weeks sinuses everything the whole nine little pressure headaches I can't stand it anymore oh lord well you Get healthy, man. Hopefully,
0: it's just a scratchy voice for me this morning, but uh, I don't know. It was funny, you know. I have Chance, that our our mascot here, the Jack Russell Terrier, and he gets all fired up to go out in the morning. And we went out there, and he stepped out on that snowy grass, and he was like no, I, I want no part
1: of this whatsoever.
0: Oh, you mean like the <laughs> bonus last
1: night with his late scratch? Like I'm going to play and oh. then he stepped out on the court and he's like, you know what? Second thought, I, I don't want to do this anymore.
0: Well, I'll tell you that blew up the industry a bit didn't it. People were furious. They were pissed. You know, it's, I, I didn't get stung by it, but I, I did put miles Turner, uh, in a lineup on my GPP and I, uh, you know, pulled him when they said Sabonis was going to be in. So
1: I still got in that way. I got stung because Turner had a good game, but that really sucked, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, I didn't have any exposure to Turner and I should have. I mean, I kind of bit on that TJ McConnell news pretty hard and that kind of bite, you know, bit me back. Uh, But you know what? You live and you learn. It's kind of those things. We had a ton of value yesterday. We have a ton of value tonight and I'm going to be a little bit more selective with my value. Uh, my value plays going forward just because, uh, you know, you got to live and you learn. I kind of fell into that crowd and I did stuff that I normally wouldn't do. Um, I scripted Uh out a bunch of lineups. And uh, yeah, I I had my value plays written in stone and I should have stuck to them. Uh, But at the same time, with that being said, we have to be able to adjust on the fly, especially because I'm a very uh, DK oriented player with the late swaps over there. So um, you know, that's part of how I take down some of my my big GPP wins is is being able to adjust and getting guys at lower ownership when other people um, aren't making the same adjustments. They wait until that seven o'clock lock. They just put their phone down after that and just watch the games. Some people don't like to check the scores and see where they're at in the standings. I think it's bad luck. And I capitalize on that.
0: I'm with you, man. I, I mean, you know, I, I spend a lot of time with my Roto Radar family as well as my Hoop ball family. And uh, Roto Radar's main uh, site is FanDuel that they're associated with. We we provide lineups for uh, FanDuel. And I just, it it, it baffles me. Whoever made the decision at FanDuel, the dual decision, number one, to not allow late swap, which is just absolutely ridiculous. It's just senseless. All it's doing is asking for people to get burned. And they also had, for quite a while, you would drop your lowest score. And it put a nice, it, that was sort of their thing. And it allowed you to take a shot with somebody where now you can't do that. So I don't know if you're listening FanDuel, folks. Everybody that I've talked to and I've gotten tons of feedback on this are just furious about those two things changing. So really, I, you know, it puts FanDuel and Fantasy Draft to me at a disadvantage and pushes people to DraftKings and even Yahoo because you can do that late swap.
1: Absolutely, and you just hit the nail on the head. Taking both those away is terrible. Like if you're gonna not have the late swap, let people drop that lowest score. So if they do play one of these guys that exactly. ends up getting scratched, they don't they don't have to ruin their entire night. And that's the thing that these these gaming platforms DraftKings, FanDuel, Fantasy Draft, Yahoo. They need to cater towards the fan perspective on this and the fan enjoying it. So at the end of the day, let people compete still. Maybe they don't have as much of a chance to take down that GPP, but you need to have that fan experience there for them where they're not just going to be angry with you, uh, shutting their laptops, turning off their phones, turning off the games as soon as one of those late scratch happens. Well, I mean, you know, I'm not involved directly with FanDuel in
0: any way, and my Twitter blew up. You know, f this, blah blah blah. I'm dead. Sabonis, da da da. So I mean, it, you know, I can't even imagine the wrath that they took directly at Fanduel. So I don't know. Very bizarre, but you know, we got to play by their rules. But speaking of of an awesome thing, though, how about our man? Big huge shout out to our, our hoop ball, one of our original followers. Of all of our pods, it started this summer. Uh, Rushad Kambata, awesome dude. With uh, we started communicating on Twitter when Australia and the United States played the prelim game to FIBA, and Australia beat us, and we just started getting a big dialogue going. And he's followed all of our podcasts. And last night he took down an Australian. Um, big tournament that was sponsored by DraftKings in Australia, uh, in uh, Melbourne. Melbourne, And uh, just he shot us out on Twitter. And it was just awesome, man. I'm so
1: excited for him. So way to go, uh, Rashad. We love it, love it, love it. Absolutely. Do a live event of all things, too. So what better way to win? It's not like you get to celebrate by yourself on the couch because I do that. And I go nuts. I wake my girlfriend up. I'm telling her what I just did. And she has no idea what I'm saying you're surrounded by people in the industry who know exactly what you just did. And that's the best way to celebrate. So congrats. Um, I'm, I'm happy for you, man. I hope that we can keep crushing this for you. Cause at the end of the day, you, you just, and that's what we recommend, you know, um, take our advice, use your own advice, use your own research and build it because it just goes to show you, me and coach didn't do too hot last night. Uh, but Rashad right. was able to go out there and smash it using some of the advice that we gave. And that's big kudos to him. It just shows that, you know, you yourself, uh, you're swimming in some deep waters, man. So uh, congrats. And let's keep this going. I'm looking forward to this fun Saturday slate. Me too. I'm, I'm with you. And if, for all our listeners out there,
0: you know, check out my Twitter, uh, tw- Twitter, Twitter feed and uh, you know, shout out a little uh, love for Rashad. Cause that's, It's really cool that we have uh, a global uh, effect now with with our show and uh, just it's fun. It's why we do it. So, all right. We want to get started in this seven game slate uh, so that you have plenty of time to follow our normal three step procedure, which is listen to this show every morning or at lunchtime. Start building that shell lineup. Listen to some of the advice. Listen to some of the player moves then uh, build that little shell lineup, get it started, figure out what event tournaments or or cash games you want to be in, get all that set up, because I'm telling you, stuff locks and closes, and you can't get in the ones you want, and et cetera, et cetera. And and you also don't want to get shut out uh, on the other side. So do that, then follow all the On that note,
1: I think we should give a quick shout-out and mention this, because DraftKings just added a uh, mass uh, reserve feature. So instead of having to go in there and just reserve all those contests and it takes 20 minutes and having to do them all early, you can just simply go on now and say, I want to reserve 15 contests, 20 contest entries in this one contest with one button. So it makes life a little easier. I just feel like I should shut that out since we're right on the topic. I appreciate that. And I didn't know that because I don't have a a,
0: I don't usually mass enter. So that's really that's really cool. That's that's great. So do that. <clears throat> For those mass entry people, definitely do that, no doubt about it. But, uh, but yeah, and then listen throughout the day, you know, and, and follow the changes. Because yesterday was a perfect example. We, we had, I believe, the most I've ever had on my player update. I think it was 22 guys that were in that questionable to out range that would affect uh, the entire slate. So, if you miss one of those, you're sunk. So follow all of those. And then whatever it takes, get in front of your computer or phone that lasts 30 minutes and follow that late news, man. I mean, I just don't want to see our people losing for no reason. I mean, the competition's tough. The cash lines have been very high lately. So, you know, follow all of that information I just shared. It's going to give you a a real fighter's uh, chance uh, at, at everything that you enter. So. Uh, we want to, th- first of all, start out by thanking our presenting sponsor, MyBookie. MyBookie is fantastic. Go to MyBookie.ag, put in the promo code DFS today, which is the name of our show, all one word, and they will give you half of whatever you deposit all the way up to 1000 bucks. So if you're planning on unloading on the national championship game uh, on Monday or even the Super Bowl coming up, and you wanted to take advantage of this, and you want to throw two grand in there, you get a free thousand bucks. That is not a bad deal, and it gives you a great head start uh, at going after it. And my bookie is, in my opinion, uh, the most respected in the industry. Great customer service, super quick payouts. So, for all of your wagering needs, and they have every sport on there, now that we're global. I know a lot of folks, uh, bet on all kinds of different things, uh, in other countries, and you can actually bet, uh, stuff, Mike, that I bet you didn't even know, like, you know, international, uh, racing, auto racing, cricket, um, all kinds of soccer league th- uh, events from all over the world, uh, just amazing stuff. So, um, in case, uh, you're going to dial up, uh, one of your big soccer plays
1: there, Mike. Uh, now you know you can even do that at MyBookie. Absolutely. You do a little bit of everything on there, Coach. And that's something that we're learning every day. The more and more you can do. We've even had some uh, some Twitter users, some listeners kind of mentioned that you could play uh, like card games on there. So that's cool too. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't know that. See, here you
0: go. learn something morning. No doubt. So yeah, definitely look them up. And then also uh, one of our Original sponsors and presenting sponsors actually at hoop-ball.com is Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. And we always, Saturday morning show is always the best one because we're both sipping on it. And uh, with the scratchy voice here, I'd really be in trouble if I didn't have mine this morning. So fantastic coffee. Go to uh, com or do like the DFS pros do click a few buttons on Amazon prime and you will have that fancy package with the gold clip at your door the next day. So we thank both of them and uh, appreciate that. And with, with no further ado, man, let's get into this January 11th, seven game slate. And the first game, uh, on, you know, some of the sites you can play an all day slate, but on most of them, uh, This early game is going to be a standalone game. So we'll go over and talk about a few more guys uh, on that game because you'll probably have to build like a a captain and all that kind of stuff. And then the other six games uh, all start 7 p.m. Eastern or later and will make up the main slate on most of the sites. So that first game, as I mentioned, uh, is a 5 p.m. Eastern Minnesota at Houston. And as of right now, we have uh, Cat questionable for the fifth game in a row. So that's annoying. Uh, But he has not played in any of those yet. And we have Clint Capella listed as questionable on the Houston side. So again, we're doing the show uh, pretty early Saturday morning. So we are going to, you know, we're able to give you updated at least to this morning news. And we can also give you the lines. And uh, this is one of those double digit. Lines, which is a little bit of a concern, Um, I think with Cat out and the way they're playing, uh, Houston is an 11 point favorite. Uh, It is a 230 over under. And even if this is the solo game, this is the highest total on the board. Houston has a massive 120 and a half over under uh, implied total and Minnesota 109 and a half. And you very rarely see one over 120 implied total for any team. So obviously, Mike, I think when you break this down, just like me, if you're building a solo lineup, I think uh, a lot of us are going to be stacking Houston Rockets.
1: Uh, Yeah, I heard everything you said, Coach. I'm taking the exact same approach that you are taking. Um, At the end of the day, we're going to need some value to pop up if we're going to want to load up on some of these Houston guys. And hopefully the news can fall the right way for us. Um, As far as Clint Capello, that's going to be the major news that I'm going to be relying on. I'm treating uh, Towns more as doubtful. The fact that he's he's missed 12 games in a row, he's in danger of missing 13. This is a guy that was an iron horse throughout his career uh, with playing through injuries and and getting in the lineup. So the fact that he's missing this many games and they're being very, very cautious and kind of keeping things under wraps as far as what's going on with his knee. I'm going to go out on a limb. This sounds like something that's got to be meniscus related. The fact that he's still questionable um, and but missing this much time for a sprain, um, they're kind of keeping it under wraps, probably trying to determine if he can get through it without needing a little bit of a cleanup surgery or anything like that. So um, that's kind of the approach I'm going to continue to take. Maybe maybe he does play. Maybe I'm wrong, but um, I'm kind of considering him out and I'm going to be waiting on that Capella news. If Capella is out, we load up on Hartenstein. Um, at the end of the day, it's just a great value. We're going to need him and he's going to be one of my primary value plays I'm looking to get. Um, I'm struggling to kind of get hard in, in that captain spot, Coach. How are you doing that right now? Are you getting there with it?
0: Um, I have not built the lineup yet, full disclosure. So, I mean, I've I've studied all the games because I'm really preparing hard for uh, all of these games with multiple slates because I'm also providing at Roto Radar, um, the, the DFS Pro, on Saturday and Sunday. So I haven't built a solo Lineup here, and I know though, generally, if you put Harden in that captain spot, you're going to be playing a guy or two uh, on that team that is just you're praying even gets in the game. So, I think what I'll probably do uh, is is uh, maybe slide Westbrook into that spot, and uh, and then you know, put Harden and maybe Hardenstein would be a great guy to open up uh, if Capella sits. And then follow up on the Minnesota side with uh, – I'd like to get Wiggins in there. He's generally the most consistent, although he has been uh, a little – not quite himself the last couple of games, so he's had a little bit of a, a drought here. But I still think, you know, for my money, he's he's the most consistent player on their team right now. And then if there was one more um, – Minnesota guy. I'd I'd like to put uh, Robert Covington in there. I'm I'm just a little frustrated with the Teague and Napier thing. I love both of those guys, but they're not playing as many minutes next to each other as it looked like they were going to. In fact, hardly any. So there's a lot of split minutes there. And on any given night, one of those guys can make it. So I'm going to be more of a Westbrook with some Harden, Harden, Stein, Wiggins, Roco, that type of a build is going to be where I'm uh, looking to
1: to go. Well, that's pretty much a lot actually how my shell lineup's building, except for I do have a little interest in the guards, and I'm, I'm not really going towards too much Covington. I'm taking a little bit of a different approach when I'm when I'm looking at these guards and I'm comparing, you know, Napier to Teague. I I don't mind Teague's price tag. He's he's still uh, $200 cheaper if you're not looking at the captain spot. Um, then Napier. And, you know, yes, the minutes have been a little up and down for him. But Teague's played more minutes than both of him in both games that he's since returning from injury. So he's kind of getting back to being that primary ball handler. Uh, and I, I, I really have no problem, especially with Towns out. He does see a nice little jump in usage. So I'm looking at Teague. And, um, you know, we're going to have to dumpster dive if we're trying to play Westbrook, Harden, and Wiggins. No matter which way you look for it, who's in your captain's spot, or whatever approach you're taking. Um, yeah. Unless it's Wiggins in in that captain spot, we're going to need to take a look at a guy that's like $2,400 or cheaper other than Hartenstein. So uh, when I'm dumpster diving, I'm looking at a guy that keeps kind of popping up on my radar is a guy like Ben McLemore. Um, I don't love playing him. I don't love the upside necessarily. But you know he's a three-point shot attempt volume monster. So if he gets out there and goes, you know, makes four shots, even if they're all three pointers, which is pretty much what he's been doing all season, he can get you to that 15 to 20 DK point range, which would be, I'll, I'll be more than ecstatic with, knowing I'm getting Westbrook, Harden, Wiggins, and if that Hartenstein value falls correctly too, um, in there as well. And I still have enough money to take a shot on one of these guards. So I'll be looking at that as my main shell lineup build. Uh, obviously, if Capella's out, I'm going to have to you know, look at it a little differently. Maybe I'll have to ease back off of one of these Houston guys slightly just to make sure I can get to where I want to. Or I'm just going to have to find a little bit of extra value. But at, at the end of the day, we know Houston's rotation and the way that they kind of approach things. And just seeing a couple of these Minnesota, Minnesota guys get healthy, I think with Towns being out for almost now possibly his 13th straight game, we kind of know how they're doing things. So um, this is this is the approach I'm taking. Um, I'm hoping that Capella gets ruled out. I never want to risk for injuries. But for the sake of my lineup, I really like it right now the way it's built.
0: Beautiful. Now, have I, I – did we do a show where I rolled out the secret squirrel yet?
1: Uh yeah. Yeah. I think it was uh we were both on the same secret squirrel last time. It was Lonnie Walker and he actually performed I think it was against the Bucks. He played pretty well that game.
0: That okay, good. So we're the big nuts, hashtag secret squirrel, hashtag big nuts. My guy is right in this game right away. And it's Nas Reed. He is my fifth guy in or whatever. Sixth guy in, depending on the site, for your single game here. Nas Reed has been, since cat has been out, has been getting, you know, teens type of minutes, but he hustles and he's a good DFS points per minute guy. I'm just thinking he may squeeze 20 minutes in today and that he, he would crush his value and round out a perfect uh, lineup for a single game. So Nas Reed is my secret squirrel of the day. All right.
1: Uh, not a bad call. Um, I'm, I'm a, the only thing that like keeps me a little bit skeptical on him is that it's a matchup against Houston, that they take this game small. So, uh, You know, that's the one the one fear I have. But I mean, at the end of the day, when you're dumpster diving, he's only thirty two hundred in the utility spot. So if you're dumpster diving like that, there's there's not many other guys that I'd be willing to take a shot on other than like a Mclemore or Reed. I'm not going to be trusting guys like Keelan Martin, Noah Vonley, Chris Clemens, uh, Tyson Chandler. Even if what's his name's ruled out, I probably wouldn't go to just because we've seen how they use him. Um, I mean, a twelve hundred, it's an option, but I'm going to be loaded up on Hartenstein. So it's going to be tough.
0: It is. And I'll tell you just a point for Nas Reed for the future is he, when lineups go small, he doesn't get run off the floor because he is a guy that can make threes. He can go away from the basket. I mean, he's, he's only 19 years old. He's a kid. And so, you know, he's, he's got, he's not just a plug center in the block. And I think that's really going to help his career as, as it goes forward. But Hey, You don't take a secret scroll unless you have the big nuts with the little question marks there, and so that's why we do it. Okay, we we spent so much time on this first game, it's so funny. So maybe that meant some of our listeners are going to take down this initial first game slate. So we will try to pick up the pace a little bit here as we hit the six main slate games. The very first one is the Pelicans versus the Boston Celtics, and the Boston Celtics are on the second night of a back-to-back. They are a big nine-and-a-half-point favorite against the Hot Pelicans, and the over-under is 224, which is the second ho- no, it, yeah, second highest on the main slate. So what do you think, Michael?
1: Um, I think this is going to be a good game that we're going to want some exposure to. Uh, one of my favorite value plays is right off the rip is in this game, and I'll just jump right into it. On the Pelicans' side of the ball, I'll, I'll probably have a ton of exposure to Jackson Hayes. Uh, two great games performed in the uh, in a row. Shout out uh, to our man uh, Andrew Hansen over there who yes. kind of mentioned him. And I brushed right over him. And I mean, a lot of it was due to Derek Favors pulling his hamstring. He uh, injured his hamstring, and that kind of pulled him right out of the game and thrusted Hayes into that spot. But, um, you know, that's something that we have to take into account for. Uh, that hamstring injury, it's something, you know, We look at favors. He's dealt with plenty of uh, muscle injuries over his career, and it's something that usually sidelines him. They don't want to take any chances. He's dealt with plenty of injuries this season. So I'm I'm pretty much ruling him out in my head already, Um, and I don't mind Jackson Hayes at that low 4K price tag. And he gets a great matchup going against uh, the Celtics. We've talked about this several times this season. They've been pretty poor against opposing big men. Um, So he's easily going to be my favorite play on that side of the ball. And for some reason, Lonzo balls price tag went down. Um, And he's got – yeah three out of the past four games have been great. So I'll, I'll definitely have some interest in him knowing that, you know, this this uh, wing defense for the Celtics has been very well. And if you want to target one guy, I guess you could say it's Kemba Walker. So he'll probably get that defensive attention from Kemba. He'll see some some time with smart on him as well. Um, and then I really don't mind, uh, you know, taking a shot on a guy like Ingram. He's just been balling out over the past three games. Uh, just, you know, 30-point average. I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly okay. Yes, he's priced up. Um, Maybe you don't want to overexpose yourself to this game. So maybe in the lineups, you know, I wouldn't probably play Ingram and Ball in the same lineup. I'd probably just want to get exposure to one of them. But like I said, he's averaging like 30.7 points over the past three games, 7.3 boards, 8.3 assists and a block. So that's just fantastic. That's going to get him stuff that uh, I'd be surprised if this guy doesn't find himself in the All-Star game at this point.
0: I agree, man. He is playing with a, a level of confidence right now that is just amazing. So he certainly is a good play. He is expensive. But, uh, you know, certainly worth a consideration. And I'm looking at the updated uh, news this morning, and we still have no <clears throat> reports from either one of these teams. And I really, for me, I need to know if Favors is definitely out. Uh, I would imagine he would be because it's a hamstring. He's not a young player. And it's, uh, you know, generally that that creates a little bit of time sitting. But if that's the case, I'm with you. Jackson Hayes, fantastic play. I think he's uh, a good double-double candidate. Uh, Boston has a little trouble against centers. And uh, since Drew Holiday's been out, like you said, Lonzo's uh, really taken the bull by the horns, and Ingram has gone crazy. So certainly, guys, you can consider, but we need that news on Holiday as well just to make sure uh, that's not going to change the rotation. Uh, on the Boston side, you know, uh, I think, uh, you know, you you can always feel pretty comfortable going with a Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown or Kemba Walker. I mean, to me, those three guys have been very solid producers. Uh, the Pelicans are not the best defensive team. They play fast. Um, you know, hence the over-under. <clears throat> with Boston's good defense, the over-unders in their games are usually not this high. So. That tells you, you know, the implied total for Boston, 117, is pretty uh, nice. Uh, The the Pelicans are 107.5. So I wouldn't mind actually, you know, taking uh, a a Celtic or two out of the guys I mentioned and following up with um, either um, Ingram, if I want to spend up, or Ball, who's a little bit more reasonable. I think this might be a really key game, just a just a hunch.
1: I, I, I agree. And I you hit the nail on the head. We definitely could look at a couple of these Celtic wings. And it's tough. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I struggle with trying to get these guys right on a nightly basis because there's four guys. They're all generally pretty close in price. They all have upside. They're both you know guys that can get their shots off. It's just mattering who gets hot that night. So, the, you know, I always have to kind of eliminate some guys from my player pool. And I've, I've come down to two guys right now that I have the, my most interest in. It's going to be Gordon Hayward and Jalen Brown They're the two cheapest of the options, but that's not why I'm interested in them. Um, I'm more interested, just based on their defensive matchups, if Drew Holiday's out. If Drew Holiday's out, we should see Josh Hart and Redick draw the start at the two and three again. That's both those guys' positions. And we know that Redick and Josh Hart aren't two guys that could really hold their own defensively. So I wouldn't mind taking shots on them. Kemba's going to get a little Alonzo ball defense. You know, he may he, he's just picky. He gets up into them. He causes problems. He causes fits for other point guards. So I don't feel like I should pay up on him. Uh, get the discount with Jalen Brown and Hayward and Tatum. I never play Tatum. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. He's always priced up around that eight, seven, high seven range, and he's just so up and down. He's like a Tobias Harris stunt double, except we get Tobias Harris for fourteen hundred dollars cheaper.
0: Yeah, and I'll tell you, there's been some people in the industry that have been cussing and left and right because he Tatum's had some weird games. One for nineteen, two for seventeen. So I mean, he has had some really bad games, and but you know, he's also a guy that can throw a 50 burger up there. So it's it is a rough uh, rough call when you're deciding if uh, Mr. Tatum's going to make your lineup. But yeah, you're, I agree with you though. Some of the pricing is a little jazzed up again today. Not understanding why some of these guys went down in price <clears throat> when their production is up, and vice versa. So interesting. All right, let's move on to the uh, the other 7 p.m. Uh, start time. And it is the Chicago Bulls on the second night of a back-to-back against the Detroit Pistons. Right now, uh, the Pistons have uh, Markeith Morris as questionable and Bruce Brown as probable. Uh, again, we expect more news to come out in this game. The Pistons are a home four-point favorite. It is the second-lowest total on the slate at 217 the bulls have been in defensive beast mode lately so definitely uh, lowers those numbers and um implied total for detroit 110 and a half the bulls 106 and a half what do you have mike
1: so uh, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head when you're talking about this game script it's not a game that we're going to want a ton of exposure to because it's got the second lowest total on the slate uh, we know that both teams kind of play down in pace sometimes, but both teams are dealing with plenty of injuries where we could take a few one-offs here. So uh, I'll start with the Detroit side of the ball, and uh, at the top, I think the only guy I'm really looking at is going to be uh, Andre Drummond. And if it's not Drummond, you're pivoting to a little bit of Christian Wood in hopes that something happens to Drummond, whether it's foul trouble or one of those things, and Wood comes on there and just great point-per-minute guy. But Andre Drummond's just been smashing over the past uh, you know week. Blake Griffin done for the season at this point. Uh, 60 points, at least 60 points in the past two games. Looking at two strong. 20 and 20 games. Uh, you know, Chicago's banged up down low, missing Wendell Carter Jr. for the next month or so. So I have no problem looking at Drummond. Yes, he's expensive. We have plenty of studs to pay for on this slate. But when you're talking about a guy that's just got a floor of what looks like at least 45 uh, and a ceiling of upwards to 60 at 10K, I have no problem signing up for some shares of him. Um, that's probably all I'm looking at, at Detroit side of the ball. I'm not going to force any issues. Uh, if you want to take a shot on a guy like Bruce Brown, so be it. But I don't like targeting the backcourt of. Uh, of Chicago. They've been they've been good all season. Chris Dunn's just a stout defender and he gets done in the steals yeah. category and causes some fits. Um, and then on the Chicago side. Yeah, I want to talk about a little bit of Daniel Gafford uh, at the end of the oh, day. oh
0: Gosh, man, he uh, plays. He's playing
1: terrible. They're going to need size, though. They're not going to be able to get away with Thad Young and marketing against Drummond. They're going to get abused if that's the route that they want to go. Uh, he played 27 minutes in last night's game, and that was one of those situations that they needed his size. They were going against a little bit of Miles Turner action. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see his minutes in the, in the mid-20s, uh, maybe 25, 26 range. Not going to be the best value play. Like I'd prefer uh, Jackson Hayes over him, but he'll probably go a little bit of low owned. And I wanted to talk about it because when you're looking for on a slate like this, where we're going to have plenty of value, we're going to have plenty of guys that we're going to want to stars and scrubs the hell out of this slate. In my opinion, we have so many guys that are priced up in good spots. Uh, You know, we're going to get to uh, LeBron with Davis possibly being out. We have Domchik on the slate. We have Giannis on the slate. We have Jokic on the slate. So there's going to be guys that we're going to have to pay up for. And, uh, you know, he might be one of those lower owned options to kind of get some decent value exposure. I'm probably, you know, and if you're not playing him, it, I'm probably playing Mark. And at the end of the day, if Gafford doesn't see court time, it's because Mark is holding his own.
0: Yeah. You know, I'm, I am a big Daniel Gafford, you know, since NBA summer league, I said how impressive this kid was. And I thought that he could uh, really get some good NBA backup center minutes right away as a rookie. You know, he was overlooked in the draft somewhat and, you know, he ended up making a team, getting that position. And now that he's had the opportunity with the centers down, uh, the the first uh, two games ago, he just threw a, a complete dud uh, goose egg up on the board. And then last night, uh, just another, you know, really not solid performance. So I don't know if he's just, uh, you know, feeling the pressure or not 100%. But, you know, uh, I cannot support picking him even in GPPs, regardless of the matchup with Drummond. And I know it creates a huge problem here, but what it does is it just tells me that Andre Drummond might be the best play on the board because I do think Chicago is going to go with Young and Mark and a lot at the bigs and just try to survive uh, the Drummond onslaught and beat him in the other areas. I mean, you know, they guards with Dunn and Saturansky lock people down. So, you know, Drummond, how about his stat the other day? You know, there's in an an overtime game in the NBA, which is one overtime, there's 53 minutes eligible to be played, okay? What if I was to tell you that halfway through the first quarter, uh, Andre Drummond sat for five minutes and then came back into the game at the end of the first quarter and from that point forward, played 41 consecutive minutes on the floor without coming out. You do not see that in the NBA anymore. So, uh, you know, I don't know if it's, you know, that almost makes me think, and I wanted to get your opinion on this, Mike, because I think it's good, good NBA talk is, is it because they're so desperate that they have to overplay him right now to have any chance in any game? Or, are they really doing this super showcase now that there's been five teams uh, really after them? And, and I uh, read into that quite a bit last night. Uh, Toronto, Boston, Atlanta, the Dallas Mavericks, and the Knicks. Those five teams are now pursuing and talking actively with Detroit. So what is your take on the Drummond thing? How does it affect us today in DFS and going forward?
1: Um, I mean, I don't think they're showcasing. Him. At the end of the day, people know what Drummond could do. Uh, they know they know Drummond's a 2020 beast any any night. So I don't think it's necessarily a showcase thing. I think it's they just need to play him huge minutes and maybe it's pushing teams like, listen, we're gonna play this guy 48 minutes a night if you don't trade for him soon. So I I don't I don't I'm not taking it as the showcase thing. I think at the end of the day they just played him big minutes. Um, But another thing, I don't want to keep harping this Gafford thing, but keep in mind, you you could look at this from either angle. If you want to play marketing, if you want to play Thad Young or if you want to play Gafford, Tristan Thompson just had like the best game of his career going against Andre Drummond when Andre Drummond was on the floor for 49 minutes. So um, as good as he is at racking up those defensive stats, centers can easily get one off on him as well.
0: That's a good point. And, you know, obviously, a big fellow like that, when you play him 41 minutes straight, he's going to have a bunch of defensive gaffes because he's tired. So, you know, that probably led to it as well. But, you know, I, for me, I'm just dialing up, you know, I know I've said this probably this, this may be the official 1000th time since literally the preseason that I've said this, but you know what I'm going to, you could probably say it with me every time Griffin doesn't play, you got a roster drum. And I know I've said that 18 million times, but now that Griffin's out of the picture and Sekou has taken over that role as a rookie, that's all well and good, but he's not scooping the stats or usage or anything uh, from Drummond whatsoever. So I love Drummond. I think he's a must on this card. I mean, it's the minutes and usage alone, and uh, that's that's the only spot I'm going on the Detroit side. Uh, Seku was fun well he was minimum now they've jacked him up through the roof price wise and then on the bull side man they're just they lock teams down defensively they're old school but they're not a lot of fun to roster their guys they very seldom have people that go off but you know I I do sort of like marketing and, and young tonight a little bit uh and I you know I'm going to give them a look uh and see if if uh Price wise, I can fit one or one of them in, but I'm not going to go with both.
1: Yeah, no, I don't want to overexpose. Good point.
0: Yeah, let's go to the fourth game. It's 8 p.m. It's the Lakers on a second night of a back-to-back. They beat uh, pounded the Mavs last night. Uh, that was not fun for me to watch, uh, even though I did have LeBron in all my lineups. Uh, they are playing Oklahoma City, and right now nerland's Noel is listed as out. And the Lakers are a one-point road favorite against the uh, really hot uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. Man, they are playing inspired, uh, good-looking basketball as a squad. I mean, Paul's uh, leading that team like a champion. And you've got, uh, I mean, they, they knocked the hell out of Houston the other night. And Shea's playing great. Gallo's hitting everything. Adams is Crashing the boards, they've got some defensive specialists. I mean, I'm really, really impressed with the way the Thunder have been playing. So, hence the one point uh, spread in this game. This should be a fun one to watch. But again, is it going to be a fun one for DFS players? It's the lowest uh, total, 215. Only a 108 and a half for the Lakers, 107 and a half for the Thunder. And I think that's just because you've got two of the better defensive teams in the league here. Um, you know, the Lakers can defend, man. I think Anthony Davis, if he doesn't miss a bunch of games, will be defensive player of the year. And he didn't play last night and they just locked down the Mavs. I mean, that combination of, of LeBron and Avery Bradley and, and Danny green, and just, they have so many good defenders uh, that, that come in there and create havoc. Even their guys off the bench do a great job. So, this should be a, a titanic matchup. I think it'll have a lot of appeal with, you know, you know the, the big names in there with Paul and and, and LeBron. Um, but, you know, I do think the Lakers are going to be a little tired after playing the Mavs on a it's a back-to-back. Uh, LeBron played great last night, but I watched all the body language and you can tell he is definitely fighting like a flu bug or cold. He looked like He was going to throw up a few times. He was coughing, but he's still just – he's LeBron, so he's not human. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to play him tonight. I just – I felt after watching him last night, I just can't – I just don't think they're going to push him. Uh, I don't know what the news is on Davis yet. It isn't out. He was questionable yesterday. But knowing that it's Anthony Davis, when he fell down on his back like that, I looked at my son and I said, okay, he's gone for two weeks. I don't even care if they say – He's probable. We'll see him in a couple of weeks because that's just Anthony Davis does not come back quick from injury. Um, you know, then you got to think about the Thunder side. Yeah, the guys I mentioned are all playing great ball, but they got to face lockdown Lakers. So, you know, I think this game's going to get a lot of attention. I think a lot of people are going to watch it. I think a lot of people are going to want to play it. But the the old coach here is going to take go to go to El Paso, go to Texas on this one. And take the big fat El Paso, and I don't believe I'm going to use anybody in this lineup in my roster, and I think that's going to give make me a little contrarian, which I like.
1: It's definitely going to make you contrarian. Um, I mean, at the yeah. end of the day, if if Davis is ruled out, I can't not have exposure to LeBron James. at only if he was 11K, I'd be able to side with you a little bit on it. But at 10K, man, it, 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 that's just a everybody's going to own him yeah ab- you're absolutely right. and I mean, it's for good reason though. did he's you read his
0: body language at all, or is it just me overcoaching here?
1: I don't know. I, I honestly, I'm gonna I'd be straight and forth right. I didn't see the exact same thing that you did, and that might be an edge to you and he, this keep in mind, he was battling his own injury at the same time that Davis got hurt. So it could be a little bit of everything, but at the end of the day, we've seen him just warrior through everything like you said he's a freak. he's, he's a freak. it's a it's a, a thirty seven and a half usage rate when Davis is off the floor. Uh, one point six, four DK points per minute. So it's at, 50, at 10, 10 K he's only had two games since I think December 15th or 16th where he's put up less than 50 DK points. And that's with Davis in the lineup for a ton of those. Um, so, I mean, I'm going to have exposure to him. I'm not going to be hundred percent. I don't hundred percent anybody. Uh, you know, you, you seeing how your lineup's building out right now, I can tell that you'd rather go with that drum and pivot. And that makes a complete, I, I understand it completely. But I told you, I'm going to be stars and scrubbings, and I'm going to be able to get both these guys in my lineup. So I'm going to have a few lineups with Drummond and uh, and LeBron um, with all the value that we're going to have available on this slate. So uh, I'm not going to be fading them. Um, I'm going to be playing a little bit of Kuzma as well if Davis sits just because of seeing the usage that he's recently getting. He doesn't look like the same guy. 34 minutes against Dallas, took 22 shot attempts. Sign me up for that if it's going to happen. I'll probably be a little bit more hesitant on Kuzma as opposed to LeBron just because we've seen Kuzma bounce back with a few duds. Um, and that, you know, going out and locking him in is is something that can easily ruin your night, especially because I expect him to garner a lot of over- ownership if Davis is forced to miss a game. Um, and that's probably all I'm going to be really looking at. If you want to take a shot on a guy like JaVale McGee at 4100 at a decent value, I'm not going to knock you for it. Should see a, you know, decent run with uh, if Davis sits, him and Howard kind of chopping those center minutes up still, though. Uh, but if it's anything like the last one, it's going to be Kuzma and LeBron for me.
0: Well, I I think uh, without question. LeBron with Anthony Davis sitting out. LeBron will be the highest guy owned on the slate. And I get it. I mean, it's almost impossible to fade him in a cash game. And I, I completely understand that. I had And I was 100% LeBron last night. So I do go 100% when I'm totally sold on anybody. But, you know, the edge that I feel I bring to the table is years and years of coaching, watching players I love to read body language I love to read just reactions and how they are out on the court and the old coach's eyes just tell me that he's he could have just an average game here I you know where he either doesn't make value or barely makes value and it opens up even at 10 grand it does open up the money and I think the between the Thunder's defensive prowess them being on a back-to-back and, you know, there's a great statistic. Yes, his his usage uh, is good without Davis on the floor. However, he actually gets 0.8% less fantasy points with Davis off the floor because his assists drop by two and a half assists because he's mm. generally the one uh, giving the ball to uh, to Aiden. So,
1: I don't mean to cut you off. I'm, I'm, I'm actually – um i'm seeing a, a similar but different stat than you because i'm seeing that his assists definitely do drop but he's actually averaging 0.08 more fantasy points per minute um and seeing a, a 5.5 plus usage boost so i'm definitely seeing the assist drop <laughs> you're absolutely right on that but he's still gonna have the ball in his hands and i'm and it, from what i'm seeing he's actually seeing a little bit of a rise in fancy points it's not by much He normally averages. well it's 8, and,
0: and i uh I need to correct myself. I haven't updated the stats before last night's game. So prior to last night's okay, game, okay, that that makes sense. Now it's, it's probably, such a such But still, a small the, the bottom line, yeah, he had a massive game last night, and to only be less than one point better with Davis off the court, I think everybody in the in the world that looks at this is going to think, oh my gosh, you know, instead of 50 fantasy points, he'll probably get. 60 or 65 because davis isn't on the floor well that's not the case even at face value if it's if it is one point i mean still that says a lot to me so you know again I, i i knew that stat yesterday but yet still played i mean here there's a couple reasons why first of all if the dallas mavericks don't do something really quickly this love affair that the nba has with luca now putting dallas on all the the primetime games and everything they are plummeting we are one game from falling into seventh and we had gotten all the way up to second i say we because i'm a Mavs fan but the gaping gaping hole in the middle is becoming unwatchable to me i am so frustrated as a coach we cannot get a rebound we cannot stop anybody in the paint and Yes, it's gotten much, much worse without Porto because Porto is in the top ten in the league in blocks. So he does some rim protection and changes some shots. But he's not a true post. He's a four. So this Powell and Kleba thing, for me, I'm done with it. I am so disgusted with it. We are getting murdered in the paint. And so what that when I say in the paint, that means the guys like Howard, and McGee they uh, those are the kind of guys that just kill us and if you notice yesterday uh, Howard was in the game like 10 minutes had five dunks and about six rebounds and you know I what happened yesterday Carlisle's getting so desperate he played Boban uh, a decent amount of minutes for a Boban uh, showing because we're just so gaping there and yes you know, Boban was able to get eight rebounds, this, that, and the other thing. But those are mystery stats because he stood there and, and missed like four shots, and was two two tenths of an inch from the rim and got his own rebound multiple times and put it back up. So I get it; he can come in and do little five-minute stretches, but he's not your answer center. So the, I say that all in two senses. As a Mavericks fan, they better do something or, or it's going to continue to rock it down. Secondly, I am going to target the shit out of paint players and guys that finish at the rim. And if you watch that game, everything LeBron did was, okay, you think you can guard me, Finney Smith? You think you can guard me, uh, DeLon Wright? You think you can guard me, uh, whoever it was, plug it and play Kleba. All he did was Pounce, bounce, doom, finish at the rim with a stinking layup. So that's part of the reason why I think he had an awesome game yesterday and part of the reason also why I'm backing the, uh, the, the ownership down for me on LeBron. And so twofold there. It it reduces for me those inside guys for this game against Oklahoma City With Adams in there, totally different ballgame. So I'm not using any of the the rim finishers like LeBron. I'm not using McGee. I'm not using uh, Howard. And that will help lead us into this other game for me to explain some of my picks in that game. But I wanted to point all that out because it all ties together. And I think you have to look at recency because you can really get cheated if you're just looking at the stats and not watching the game and looking at the situation. You see what I'm saying?
2: No, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. At the end of the day, if you're, if you're not playing a guy like LeBron, um, it makes perfect sense because we're going to, you know, before we just jump into the next game, uh, you know, touch on a few of the OKC guys, uh, but that's going to explain kind of your reasoning is why I'm going to have exposure to uh, a player or two in that next game. And you hit the nail on the head. I mean, you know, watching that game last night, they do get carved up on the inside. I mean, there wasn't a center on the – Uh, on the the Lakers that shot less than 100%. You know, McGee and Howard, both four for four from the field. So we're going to get to that game. And I see exactly why you're pivoting um, off of LeBron. Um, you know, I'm 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 with you. I will. I'm not going to 100% him. I'm just not going to fade him at, the, at this point. I'm going to have some exposure to him, whether it's 20%, 15%, whatever it may be. If I'm trying out 15 to 20 lineups, um, I'm just not going to completely fade him. And if you are fading him, you, you know, you still need to have exposure. I think a little bit to that front court, whether it's Kuzma or McGee, if uh, if Davis is out. So I'm not going to completely just cross that game off of my list. But I hear you, Coach. Um, your 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 logic and your reasoning and your scripting—it makes sense for the way that you're probably going to approach the rest of this slate. Um, on this OKC side, though, we you know we need to talk about a few guys. I usually, if I'm targeting anybody on them, it's their backcourt. Um, I do have a little bit of interest in Chris Paul. You touched on how good this Lakers defense is across their wings between Danny Green, between Rondo, between Caldwell Pope, uh, between all these guys, and. You know, Avery
0: Bradley.
2: Avery Bradley. I do take that into account, but I'm also taking into account of Paul's price tag. I like it. 6,800. I think is fair. Uh, there's a little bit of that friendship battle, knowing that he's going to want to perform well against his buddy LeBron. And he's uh, he's got a decent average. His team's faced already two times this season, and he's averaging just under 35 points per minute. So I yep. uh, 35 points. Average, wow. 35 yeah, points per minute. Hold that on, I got to lock so it fair. in right now. Yeah. <laughs> I would. Uh, I would be all over him on that case, but I, I, all those factors, um, it keeps him in play for me. Is he going to be a core play? Absolutely not. But maybe if I'm running back, uh, you know, I'm running a little bit of LeBron. I want to run it back with some Chris Paul. I wouldn't mind it. And then the other guy I'd be looking at would be Schroeder. Uh, again, price tag warranted 5,600 on DK. I think it's more than fair. Uh, only one game out of like the past, probably about 10 where he's played less than 30 minutes. He's got a decent average of these guys, 30, about a 29 point average. So he's looking like a nice solid five X return uh, with a little bit of upside, if it gets hot from the floor, um, you know, can return the, maybe that 7x, two. So those would be the only options I'm really looking at at OKC, and they're not must plays by any means for me.
0: I love it, man, and I think this is going to be a highly owned game. And I know I'm going to be on an island by passing it, but I just see this as being a slower-paced, great defensive, 101-95 kind of game. So I'm ready to move on, man. All right, let's do it. All right, before we do that, real quickly though, I want to thank our presenting sponsor, MyBookie. Again, go to mybookie.ag, put in the promo code DFS today, and you immediately receive half of that first deposit. So if you want to do like me and just horse around, put a hundred bucks in there, you get a free 50. You got to love getting a free 50. And you can uh, play pretty much anything you want, sport-wise, parlay-wise, teasers, you name it. Uh, great site, uh, great customer service, quick payout, so you gotta love it. Um, also, we, you know, I want to thank our, our uh, mothership hoopdashball.com. You know, hit uh, hit this uh, them up there us up, I should say, as we're all part of that team. And uh, some great stuff. There's a brews newsletter that comes out. Uh, consistently that goes over uh really just fantastic insight into all 30 teams uh you know Bruce one fantasy sports writer of the year nationally and just some great great stuff and there's a good premium package at hoop-ball.com that you know also opens up all kinds of fantasy nba stuff to you from podcasts uh to to uh You know, the rankings on and on and on. So definitely give that a look. Also, go when you go to hoop ball.com, click on forms, hit the DFS thread, follow that information 24 7. I mean, we've got Miles and Andy uh, really uh, pushing all of that information out. All of our blurbers, all that kind of stuff goes in there. And then you've got the four pros that are also posting there. So it's a great, great place to check things out. Also on Twitter at Hoopball Fantasy. Uh, that's where all of that information uh, from hoop-ball.com falls, and all the podcasts and everything else, the information when those post, all of that, uh, you can find it at Hoopball Fantasy. And then follow our pros. Like I said, that's all a huge part of the process. I'm at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I, he is at M I K E A P O T R I A. Andrew is at Language Olympic. And Miles is at M Y L E S 6565. So definitely follow us there. We're always posting, updating, uh, and-, and doing uh, our best to-, to give you an edge at uh, everything DFS, NBA. Um, and follow our podcasts every day. You know you can do a quick search, DFS today, podcast, NBA DFS today, just put in DFS today. We are have uh, enough uh, listenership and followers now. we're popping up everywhere. And our goal is to continue to move up the list so that we're the first thing that pops up. And you know iTunes is something we're targeting. We want to get as many five stars and comments on iTunes. So we keep moving up the charts so we're the first thing that pops up when someone's searching for a podcast to listen to. And remember, you can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeart, Spotify, YouTube, everywhere podcasts are found. And the main thing that we ask, and it's really our only ask of each pod, is that you take that 15 to 30 seconds, rate, review, subscribe, five stars, likes, positive reviews, thumbs up. Anything you can do to help us promote, it helps us grow, helps us uh, go after a few more sponsors, helps us to get a lot more listenership. And our goal, as you know, and I say it on every show, we want to continue to be the best flat-out NBA DFS content in front of any paywall that you can tune into on a daily basis. And I really believe we're at that point right now and our plans are to follow the same uh thing that we're doing now we're doing this year round we're not taking any breaks there's no off season like that damn state farm commercial with chris paul and the guy sitting on the roof of the car there that commercial drives me insane but uh, there's no off season for us at hoop dash ball we started out with the summer league this summer we went right into fiba we went right into the preseason. We're in the regular season now. We're gonna follow the in all the postseason and we're gonna be giving players and lineups and playing DFS and all of those things. It's offered in all of that, just as it will be again this year when we're at NBA Summer League and in the Olympics and then back into the preseason. So we're we're building something here that we want to be your your main go to spot. And not just here, everywhere, globally, we have our first uh, continent champion in our man Rashad in, in Australia. and we want to bring that forward to everybody. So very excited about you know the direction where the show's going. You know Mike and I started throwing this around uh, literally over a year ago, just you know chirping about you know, the possibilities of doing this and, and really thank Dan Best and Andrew at uh, hoop-ball.com to sort of letting us blindly start a seven day a week show uh you know with not really practice runs or building up listenership and uh man it's been a wonderful thing for everybody. So yeah I don't often get to do that, Mike. I know we we have so much fun just beating each other up all the time. I love taking shots at you. You're such an easy target my man but the real thing is I just want you to know that I appreciate you and your commitment I know you've been sick as heck lately you've had some internet problems but you know what we we all get it done here we team up we do whatever it takes you know if we do two shows in a day like we had to do the other day cuz the audio didn't fly we're not going to let you down we're not we are committed to each other and Mike and I said this, if we do it, we're all in, we're doing it the right way. And that's what we're doing so far. So I want to thank you, man, publicly before I start uh, crushing you again, uh, you know, and just say, we're doing, you know, I'm proud of you and proud of the job we're doing. And, and let's keep marching forward, man.
2: Absolutely. And uh, good sentiment, man. Yeah, we do take a couple shots at each other left and right. And that's all part of that brotherly love that we have and uh, when they told me about – I've been working for Hoopball for a little over three years now. And, um, you know, we started off just doing these Wednesday podcasts for DFS. I was jumping on with Dan Bresbis. We were doing our little contest. And when they gave us uh, the the AOK that we were going to have some a little bit of free run, I was super excited to jump on and do this with you. Because I know you're a committed guy. I know you're a DFS advocate. I know you're a shark that knows his stuff, man. So I was really super excited. And just to see how the DFS just here at Hoopball has grown over the past few years, it started off with – You know, me just having a few guys following me during my Friday articles, turning into a once a week podcast to the following that we have now doing this seven days a week. We have a team of guys working with us behind the scenes, uh, other hosts, you know, given Andrew and Miles. And uh, it's just been absolutely unreal. And and I, I, I pinch myself knowing that. You know, we've been growing at such a rapid pace and we have such a good following and such loyal listeners who are, stick by us and listen to us every day. Go out there, rate and review and do everything that you guys are doing. It means the world to us. So um, we're excited and we're, we're looking forward to actually now bringing this into the 2020 year, which uh, is nonstop winners like Rashad. So we're going to keep pumping out the podcast seven days a week. We're going to bring you guys the best content that we could. If The audio is messed up. We're going to re-record it. Um, we're gonna do everything that we have to because we want be, to be that one-stop shop, like Coach said. So let's go forward. Great man.
0: stuff. Well said, my man. Well said. And you said I'm committed or I should be committed because I know it's a close line.
1: <laughs> oh, you're both, man. You're you're playing. Yeah, both, I am. Right I'm right playing gotta, on both sides. <laughs> if, you, if you ever see Coach miss a slate, it's it's just because uh you know either too much meds that knocked him out in the straight jacket <laughs> or maybe the Wi-Fi went down in the thick thick walled room. Um, but you know, you're there, man. You're there. It
0: is hard pushing these buttons with my nose. Cause you know, I'm on, I got the jacket on here, but no, it's uh, it is what it is. You know, whatever it takes, buddy. All right. Let's, let's hammer out the rest of this slate. We've got an eight 30 PM game, Philadelphia 76ers, Dallas Mavericks. And, uh, Dallas is on the second night of a back-to-back after getting their a double S handed to him last night. Mavericks are a one-and-a-half-point favorite at home against Philly because Joel Embiid is out with that crooked-ass finger that made everybody want to throw up the other day. <laughs> I if, love if how if you just did with-
1: that. The Dallas Mavs got their A-double-SS uh, kicked, and then you just break out the Embiid crooked-ass finger.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, so why did I spell it and then say it? See, I told you, I'm I'm, I'm playing, I'm walking that fine line, man. <laughs> That's, it. I but, love it. Uh, That's beautiful. Well, I didn't want to say it twice. You know, I don't want to be a f- That's <laughs> so kiss my ass, Mike. <laughs> 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 um, I love it. Anyway, the, so you know, uh, the spread the spread in this game. I said one one and a half Dallas favorite. It just clicked. I think to a half point more, and it's a two twenty four over under, which is uh, the second highest on the slate and it is one and a half Mavs, one eleven and a half and a half Philly. So I'm going to let you go first here. You know, my thoughts on the Dallas interior defense right uh, now, but we know yeah. Embiid would have had a hundred fantasy points against us tonight, by the way. And for those that don't know, I was, yeah, I was finishing the thought with, with uh, Embiid. He, when he broke his finger, they popped it back in and all that. And he played the rest of that game with it taped up, but, they found that there was ligament damage. So he had a surgical procedure uh, where that was fixed. And just for those people out there, you know, I think they misled folks on the report. It says one to two weeks, but that doesn't read the whole thing. What it's, what it should say is we'll be reevaluated in one to two weeks. And this is more like a three to four week injury. And the reason I know that firsthand is if you were watching a game the other day, Reggie Miller, they had him on camera. He was uh, doing the the color for the game, and he said, "Here's this is the finger that I broke, exactly like Embiid did. Had the same surgery on that ligament." He said, and he said, "I missed." He said, "I believe it was somewhere between six and eight weeks." And he said, "Yes, you know they're they have a better way of doing it now, and it expedites it. But for those that have Embiid," uh in you know a year-long league and stuff like that dude you got to be prepared for this guy to miss a good solid three to four weeks i think personally so just wanted to share that with everybody because uh, we're a fantasy and so great point. yeah so anyway what how do you break this game down
1: michael I mean, we 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 touched on it. I mean, we don't even need to go over the game script too much because we beat it to a dead horse when we were talking about the Lakers in the last one. Yeah, Dallas's front court's putrid. Uh, they gave up a thousand, a thousand, a million, and a hundred percent of the shot attempts to centers yesterday. So we got to look at how weak their interior uh, defense is. Uh, yes, obviously Al Horford's still a fair price tag, six thousand seven hundred. Sees an extra. Uh, 0.20 fancy points per minute with Embiid off the floor. So I think we need to take a strong look at him. He's probably going to be the most highly owned player. So if you want to take a pivot on Tobias Harris, I love him as well. 6,800, a uh, little bit of the Boban love. We should see some, some pregame action of them hugging it out. I'll be looking forward to that more than the game itself, I'm sure. Huge Boban Toby fan. Uh, these guys yeah. are the best friends. Just warms me up, man. I love watching these two guys together. Uh, but, you know, keep in mind, he did perform absolutely putrid in the first matchup. Um, with that being said, I believe Chris Porzingis has played in that game. So, uh, you know, we, we do have to keep in mind that he probably caused a few fits for Tobias Harris on the defensive end. So uh, I have no yeah. problem looking at both those guys. And I'm, I'm assuming you're going to be playing some Ben Simmons coach. If you're not playing LeBron, uh, 8,500, I think is a great price tag. He's coming off of a down game in Boston. We know he does that in Boston every single time. So we just throw that one right out the window. Um, a little bit of a usage bump. He should be able to get to the rack, uh, in any way, shape or form that he wants. So I'll have, some decent shares of Simmons. And that's probably going to be my main pivot. If I'm not playing LeBron, I'm going to be going to, uh, you know, Ben Simmons as that other, you know, mid to high price guy, 8,500. Because I don't really want too much of Jokic exposure knowing that they should be able to wipe the floor with Cleveland. And uh, I've been going for, for probably the past week now with uh, the lower tiered options as opposed to Giannis on the Milwaukee side of the ball being, you know, your Bledsoe's and your Middleton's. So uh, that's kind of the approach I'm taking on this slate. I like all three of those guys, and I'll have decent exposure to all three. And I even want to mention a little bit of Matisse Thybul. Uh, minimum salary guy. So, you know, he's going to see a little bit of extended run. And I'm, I'm mentioning him because I think that they might use him as to, on Luka a lot. You know, you're going to see a lot of guys swap on and off. But he's their main guy that can come off the bench and still contain him. He's great defensively. Uh, and maybe he wants to make a little bit of a comeback performance after, I don't know if you've seen the video, Coach, botching the fast food run for all the Sixers players. Uh, on the no, I play. didn't see that. Oh, my I mean... God, it's hilarious. So he's getting just chewed on by Tobias Harris and Kylo Quinn the whole time because <laughs> – Kylo Quinn's yelling at him. He's like, dude, there's 20 people on this plane, and you go you go to Popeye's, and you get six biscuits? Like, uh, 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 and then he did like a half Chick-fil-A and half Popeye's run. He didn't get the Popeye's fries. Everybody knows the Popeye's sesame fries are unreal, so he completely uh, uh, botched that. So maybe he's looking to bounce back after that poor performance on the charter plate. Flight that,
0: that's pretty hard to bounce back from <laughs> if you screw that up, man. He, they will ice him out and not give him the ball. I mean, uh, he you might can't. be
1: isolated, man. I don't know. You might be right. Could could take either <laughs> angle, but he got to bounce back after only getting six biscuits, man. Come on.
0: Yeah, that's terrible news. Uh, Yeah, you know, this is going to be a key game for me, and I'll tell you why. I just – I think – I love the over-under here. Uh, the fact that Dallas is on a second night of a back-to-back, you know, just means – more of a rotation for all of the fringe players for Carlisle. You know, he usually plays 18 guys. I think he pulls people out of the crowd to get him in the rotation. I got to a game uh, with him. I thought you did. I thought you got a little run in there. I, if I remember, you got your shot pinned by somebody. I don't know. But uh, but anyway, so, I, I mean, he's going to, you know, be rotating everybody. So be be wary of, you know, where he's going to go there. I mean, you know, if you if you like to play guys like Hardaway or Kleber or Powell or, or uh, any of those people, believe me, he, you're going to see everybody tonight, including like Courtney Lee and uh, all those – JJ probably. If he's healthy, he'll get back in there. So don't trust the ancillary guys, but I, I do – I am going to play Luca. Luca and Drummond are going to be my two big spend-up guys because I'm not going LeBron Ingram direction, and I just think, you know – Everybody saw because, I mean, I've never seen my my Twitter blow up that bad of 18 billion tweets of when Luca tore his jersey last night. You know, so he was super frustrated in that game. Uh, Had to sit chunks of minutes. And I know Philly has some outstanding defensive stoppers. They're a terrific defensive team. But, you know, I'm more afraid – when Dallas plays teams that feel like they have to double run a double at them, cause they're not good enough. Philly's not going to do that because they feel like, you know, the, the Simmons, the Thibles, the, you know, the really good defenders they have, Richardson they feel too. they can play. And, and Josh, yeah, Josh Richardson, for sure. Those guys can play the good players one-on-one. So I know it sounds like opposite of what you would think, but Teams that that don't have those stoppers, I'm telling you, you watch those games with Luca, LeBron, Giannis, Harden, especially. Uh, what teams will do is they'll literally uh, run doubles and, and force them to get the ball, and also force them into making some. So I I like I really love Luca today. I'm not playing any other Mavericks for the reason I said, but I am going to stack. Probably three Sixers. <clears throat> Are you alive over there, man? Yeah,
1: I'm choking. I took a sip of coffee, went down the wrong pipe. hard. I apologize. Well, you must
0: you must have switched Oof. off. You don't ever choke on Hawaiian. I'll no. a coffee. You you must that's have the uh, grabbed action. the wrong kind. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, but I'm going Sixers. I uh, I like uh uh Ben Simmons finishing at the basket like LeBron did. No no lit rim protector. We should get several dunks and finishes and putbacks. Um, I also think uh, Tobias Harris is a great play. I might go there. Al Horford, great play. Uh, probably going to make my roster. Horford's definitely one of the favorites. And then I'm going to watch the news. I want to see what Philadelphia is going to do without him being in there. They started Mike Scott the last game. And I am going to need one dumpster dive player uh, for sure with the lineup I'm building, and it might be a Mike Scott. Or if if they decide to start and play uh, Kyle O'Quinn, it might be him. Or, or you know if it you know so one of those bigs that they're starting uh, in place of Embiid, I may run up as my valued play if he's going to get 25 minutes and can put up 18 to. 22 fantasy points. So I like this game. This will be a key game for me. Uh, and I think uh, I, I really like the over under here. And I think it's going to somewhat go overlooked. Luca always gets a ton of play. And I know when, you know, with him beat out uh, a lot of people ran to, to uh, Tobias Harris uh, and Horford and Simmons. And I think they'll probably do that somewhat again. So I'm not real contrarian here, but I think the combination that I can put together by not rostering uh, LeBron or Giannis uh, where everybody else is going to spend all their money or Ingram will allow me to do that. So what do you what do you think about this one?
1: Um, I mean, I, I kind of already gave my my takes on the yeah. uh, the Sixers. Yeah, i not guys had. Yeah, no, that's okay. I'm not going to touch Oquinn. Um, that's kind of my personal preference. I just he's one of those guys when he's chalky, you get him wrong, and when he's not chalky, he's going buck wild. Uh, I think he got a little extended run, knowing that they had to go against Miles Turner. Uh, that's also his former team. Um, uh-huh. so uh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm probably not going to go. I think they'll probably go more just towards that. Uh, if they're going to play Scott over them, just because we know that Dallas would probably rather pref- prefer to take this game smaller. We kind of just seen him get abused in the front court as it is. Uh, so I don't, I don't think I'm going to go towards the, 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 bounce back, you know, Quinn he did get the minutes last game, I'm expecting those to take a little bit of a dive in this one. So 4,600, you're kind of paying up a little bit for him on DK compared to where he was last time. We've already talked about several other guys in that 4k range that I have a little bit more interest in. Um, And then on the Dallas side of the ball, uh, I I don't mind Donchick. I mean, at the end of the day, you you can't fade him. Uh, If you fade, listen, if he has those 50-point games, chalk him up. That's like the abnormality when you talk about Donchick's game. So you just eat it and take it to the chin on those nights. Uh, I I basically chalk him up to 60 points a night with the upside for a little bit more. So I have no problem paying the 12-4. He's going to have to be involved in a lineup, obviously, that doesn't have Drummond or doesn't have LeBron. You're not going to be able to get all three of those guys. So no. Uh, I, I see the approach you're taking. I'm a tournament builder. From, from the sounds of a coach, you're taking almost like a tournament mindset in this on this slate, you know, fading some of the chalk LeBron, fading some of the chalk Kuzma, uh, going towards the pivot of paying up on a guy like Doncic because you're paying more for him than you would be for, you know, LeBron Hard or not Harden, LeBron Drummond, uh, Giannis. We're going to be talking about Jokic. We're going to be talking about Lillard. So he's the highest-priced guy on the slate. So I think with all those other guys, we'll probably see his ownership dip a little bit, especially coming off of a bad game. You talked about the tough defensive matchup, so he's a GPP guy. Um, And I'm going to be playing. I'm probably about 15 to 20 percent in my GPPs. I'll probably have 15 to 20 percent LeBron um, and I'll have a little bit more drumming than both those guys. So that's kind of the approach I'm taking. Um, Sprinkling Ben Simmons in the lineups where I can fit him and uh, in the lineups I can't fit Ben Simmons. I'm going to be going towards a little bit of Tobias Harris and Al Horford.
0: That's a good take. And you're dead right. When I was building this lineup this morning, I thought to myself the exact same thing. Usually my lineup between my cash and gpp is significantly different but once in a while i'll have a build start formulating here that i just call a hybrid build that you could play in cash or a gpp uh, which generally tells me you know it's a little bit of a mix late for me so instead of playing because i usually play high in cash and just a little bit in gpp and i think what i'll do is lower my cash games and sort of spread out my play today because I have more of a hybrid build. So that's a good point, and it's a good thing to say to our viewers out there because you have to adjust every every day. You, can, you know, if you if you're building a specific type of lineup and, and you know what type of games you're looking to play. You know, if you're mass entering or if you're playing a single entry GPPs, or if you're just playing big head to heads, or you're just trying to hit like a bunch of 50 50s for 50 bucks, 100 bucks, and double everything up you know that's how you have to you got to read your build on that and know what you're doing because those are different builds i mean sometimes you have to play a guy that you don't want to play and you don't even think he's going to have a great game but he's going to be 86 percent owned and you need him as a blocker so there's strategies like that that you really have to learn in this game um it's very uh you know, there's a, a deep dive you have to do in figuring out exactly how to put all of those pieces together. Because I do have a lot of people tweet me and say, man, you know, your, your guys you gave me were great. My lineup scored 335 points, but I didn't win anything. So, you know, what I generally tell those people is, um, you know, which contest are you getting in? You know, did you were Were you looking to get in cash or GPP? And you'd be shocked how many people say, "Well, no, I just this this is the lineup that I I put together with different stuff you guys said, and I just plugged it in like you know two or three different sites in cash and GPP." And it's you can't do it that way. First of all, you got to know if you're playing cash or GPP, or in this case, if you have a hybrid lineup like I have then you reduce one or the other, you normal play and you spread that out. And you also can't play the exact same lineup on slate to slate. It just doesn't work. I mean, the pricing is so massively different recently. The DraftKings and FanDuel pricing specifically have been in left field. I mean, a guy you're getting value guys at 4,200 that are 6,500 on the other site. So uh you know you've really got to study that understand it and you know if you really want to win, win money on this that process is part of it as well and people just you know they think okay i'm going to listen build what you guys say put a few of my pivots in and let it roll well you you need to get into the contest you want to get into once you see the style of your build hold that line up in there so you get the right contest that you want to play and then formulate that from what you've built and i generally would say if you play both you build a cash lineup you build a gpp lineup for FanDuel, then you, you go on to draft kings you build a, a cash lineup you build a, a gpp for, and and so on so in other words you know it's it's this isn't plug or play a game it really isn't and you've got to focus on that and making sure that you put these lineups together properly so an important piece of, of information there for sure and i'm I'm telling you, that's what all the Sharks, all the Sharks do that, uh, or else all the Sharks are mass entering every tournament they can, 150 entries, and trying to take those big tourneys down. So if you have that approach, fine. If not, then what I just stated is super, super important if you want to build a bankroll. All right, um, let's let's go on to the 9 o'clock game, which is Cleveland at Denver. Uh, massive spread here. Denver 13 point favorite. Uh, 216 and a half over or under. Pretty pretty low. You don't usually see something this low of an over or under when you have that high of a double digit uh, uh, spread. So they're you know Vegas is, is yelling at you. This is going to be a blowout. So uh, you know we also know the last three weeks we've seen this happen three times where. It's Teams have won outright as huge dogs. So can you – you can't be sure of it. So, you know, uh, handicap accordingly, but, you know, we'll see what happens. Right now, Dante Exum is out for Cleveland. Um, Millsap is out for Denver. And Denver's on the first night of a back-to-back. So uh, implied total for Denver, 115. Cleveland – the lowest by a mile, 102.
1: What do you got? I have nothing for you on Cleveland. I'm not touching anybody on Cleveland. Um, you know, it's just it's just not not enough for me. I mean, if you want to take a guy a shot on a guy like Brandon Knight, who's been seeing his minutes kind of rise a little bit with XM out um you know maybe sure go for that uh, that's probably about it though and it'd be only in gpps if you really need the value and you're kind of taking that game script approach um and i i mean denver i have a little bit more interest on denver just with Millsap out you could take a shot on a guy like rant um 4900 played well in the last one but You know, we're kind of seeing a sixteen hundred dollar rise still warrants that price tag, though. So I don't mind him. And then you might be able to get some love as a low owned tournament play for all the people that got burned by Michael Porter Jr. in the last one. Um, You know, that's just kind of in that Gafford range. If you're looking for that super low owned tournament guy who has that upside available for him, um, you know, Will Barton's not out of this game. But with Millsap out, knowing the blowout factor, the back to back, they may uh, look to get some of their young guys in there uh, halfway through the third quarter. So that's really all I'm looking at in this game. I'm not going to be forcing any issues here. I don't blame you. I, it's
0: amazing how many people in the industry got scorched you know, a couple of games in a row by Michael Porter Jr. He's he definitely uh, you know ha- he had a nice game and everybody thought okay you know he's in the rotation and you know good luck
1: there. Don't trust it.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, that news you know, came Malone, out as
1: well that Malone said he was <laughs> excuse me <clears throat> that he was going to look to get him 25 minutes. I know uh, around that mark. So like with all that news and then we saw oh, Barton's out Millsap's out how does this guy not play minutes and lo and behold the the Denver team is still supremely deep (laughs) yeah yeah
0: he was dead ass chalk and, and barely played and didn't do anything when he was in there so yeah I I would I would not take that gamble personally I you know Grant was such a nice little value play but now that his price has jumped up like you said it's a little bit tougher but uh yeah, I'm not crazy about this game at all. I mean, Kevin Love is playable. I mean, we all know what happened there. He, you know, his he acted up during the game, fired the ball at the other player, just sort of went off. He wants out of there. They told him, we, you know, we want you out of here. Help us out by playing really well so we get your value up. So I believe all that stuff. I really do. And he played a lot of minutes last game. You know, his price is is hard to swallow, Uh, but, you know, it's tempting and it's worth a look in the near future every time Kevin Love takes the floor because they may play him 30 to 35 minutes, and he's capable of putting a 50-burger on the board with nobody's business uh, if he gets solid minutes. He really is. So I think he's a solid play every night until they trade him uh, and see where he lands, but you're committing some serious dollars there. So, I would say look twice at it. You know, I'd love to make it work, no pun intended, but uh, I'm not sure that I can, but I, I think it's something worth mentioning.
1: Yeah, it's it's more of that uh that GPP type play, because at the end of the day, he's going to draw some low owners lower ownership than guys like, you know, Al Horford and Tobias Harris at similar uh, price tags that are within a few hundred dollars on DK. So you're really looking at it as a pivot play. And if you're going to be playing Kevin Love, you're going to want to correlate and game script this this one appropriately. And that means getting some exposure to, to either like a Barton or a Jokic or like maybe like a Grant or a Murray on the other side. You're going to want to run it back with somebody at the end of the day if you're playing Kevin Love, in my opinion. All right, Big Cheese,
0: we're on the last game. 10 p.m., late night sweat, starts an hour later than every other game. Milwaukee Bucks at the Portland Trail Blazers, a scant six-point favorite for Milwaukee because they uh, have had a few dud dud games. So, surprised that the total's that low because Portland has a horrible record. Uh, This is the highest total on the main slate, uh, the, the six-game main slate of 228 and a half. So we're in a quandary here. You know, uh, it's 117, implied total Milwaukee, 111 and a half. Portland, uh, it's the second night of a back-to-back for Milwaukee. We know Giannis isn't 100%, but no news on him not playing or anything like that as of right now. Uh, the questionable players for Portland or Hazonia, which if you're playing him, uh, find another hobby, and, and uh, Whiteside, which is huge news, because Whiteside changes everything on both sides of the ball. Uh, he was questionable last game and played, but he is listed questionable again here. Uh, I got a feeling he may play, but you never know. So this game is the head scratcher for me, as you know, with going through my build and telling you all my main guys. You know, obviously I'm not going to have have any Giannis money remaining um I think Giannis or LeBron probably Giannis will be the highest owned guy on the slate because people love love to play Giannis and for you know he's he can put up 50 fantasy points by halftime he really can he he's done it and you know it's a single digit spread the over under super high you know it screams as a Giannis game so you know a lot of yeah, Milwaukee's a good defensive team, so I just it, it makes me afraid to play some of the Portland guys. And you know, after Giannis, I know you can roll up a Middleton or one of these guys, but I just I hate the fact that I'm gonna probably you know be zero exposure in the late night sweat game because uh, it's always difficult to swallow, but. You know, I say this all the time, too, when this type of scenario happens. Don't just force a guy in because he's. it's the late night game. You've got to look at, like, all six of these main slate games are all going off at the same time. Don't let that sway your thinking. Your favorite team, late night. And I say this a lot, but we get new listeners, and they need to hear this. Because if you say, okay, I'm going to be watching that late game, and I want some exposure because I'm going to – enjoy this game I'm putting CJ McCollum and Chris Middleton in my lineup well that's a lot of money to two guys that might not have good games and you're going to be sunk and so don't force that and you know for me I'm in that scenario I'd love to have some exposure here but I'm not going to so I'm going to let my esteemed shark partner here give you some play
2: in this late night sweat game so you can take down all the money Absolutely. And it's it's you kind of hit the nail on the head. It's going to be a game script. Um, if you're if you're taking the approach of, you know, this game's going to stay close, Whiteside's going to play, uh, then I don't mind getting some exposure over here on this Bucks team. My main guy I'd be looking at, I talked about him a little earlier, I'm not going to be going to Giannis. Um, I was all over Middleton and DiVincenzo in the last game, and that was because they're shooting guards versus the Kings. So uh, keep that in mind going forward. It's something I always like to look at. Uh, but I'm going to be going towards Bledsoe on this one. I and mean, I'm going to hop off the Middleton train. Um, I'm going to mm. hop off that. Giannis train. I I do like blood. in this, you know, back to back games where he's seen his minutes rise, uh, 30 and 31 in the past two games before then we were kind of seeing that price tag still around that six K mark when he's playing those minutes in the mid twenties. So I feel like we're getting back up to the, those level, uh, the level minutes that we want to see him at coming off the injury. He, uh, he played well in this matchup before, 31 minutes when these two teams played earlier got off 21 shot attempts uh, for 46 dk Nice. Assists. So I I don't mind looking at a guy like Bledsoe. He's probably going to be one of the only options I'm really looking at on the Bucks side. Maybe a guy like uh you know, Brook Lopez if we do hear white sides out, gets gets to have his way. Um but white sides out, it's going to be it's going to be really hard for me to have a lot of expo- uh, exposure in this game outside of taking some dumpster dive spots on Portland. Um, I'm really not looking at Lillard uh, just because that 8,700 price tag. It's we've we've talked about three or four guys, you know, Ben Simmons and Brandon Ingram, who I'd rather pivot to at cheaper price tags. Um, you know, I, I have to mention Baysmore because it's me. But no. you know, he is guys. a piece of dog, doo-doo. Yeah, I just want uh, you to know that man. No, listen. it uh, stinks. I I only if I trot him out there, it's in GPPs only. It's in one or two lineups when I'm running out 20, just because it makes it work. I don't go out of my way to fit that guy in there. The Did he played eight, 30
0: minutes and had like six fantasy points. He should be slapped in the face.
2: Yeah, and I mean, if you're playing him, the only time you're actually getting the value you're looking for is if his shot falls. 0 for 8 in the last game, 3 for 10 in the game before that, 2 for 9, 2 for 7, 4 for 11. So he's oh, been he's shooting the ball through. like crap. He's been shooting the ball like absolute dumpster fire. But, you know, guys bounce out of the slumps and you want to try to get them on that night where they could. Is this the matchup? I think he could. Probably not. The Bucks are very good defensively. But uh, we do have guys that listen to this show that run out over 100 lineups on some nights. And in those kinds of scenarios at 3,800 on a night with we're going to be stars and scrubbing a lot of our lineups. Um, I wanted to mention him and. The, the guys I'm going to be looking at probably over a guy like baysmore if I'm scripting this if Whiteside and keep in mind if Whiteside sits and it's going to be a game time decision it seems like and the late game hammer so uh, it's going to be tight, it's going to be hard to get that news out unless you know something breaks early on maybe they have the pregame warm up uh, practice earlier in the day and they just say you know he's not going tonight we don't need him. Um, if that's the case, I think looking at a guy like Jalen uh is something that we could do. He played 16 or 17 minutes mm. in the last game against Minnesota. Came out uh, 16 and a half fantasy points, and that was with Whiteside playing. Uh, he's a, he's like kind of a tweener between small forward and power forward. But I have a feeling that they're going to have to use him a little bit more um, at power forward and in some of those center spots as well. So I don't mind taking a stat at him, minimum salary type guy. If you're scripting this game, that's going to be a blowout. Whiteside's not playing. That's the kind of scenario where he makes sense.
0: And and he's uh, so
2: he's, if Whiteside sits, is he in play then? Yeah, that's exactly what I mean because lobissier has okay. been ruled out already for the next month. They're gonna have nobody. I mean, Tolliver is probably gonna get a bulk of the minutes. Don't get me wrong, but Tolliver sucks. Let's just be frank. He's, he averages point six DK points per minute even when Whiteside's off the floor. Uh, he's not a good point per minute guy. He might draw the start and everything like that, but. Give me a guy like Horde over him. Uh, at the end of the day, Horde's averaging you know, very limited minutes, only 30 minutes with Whiteside off the floor this season, right out a DK point per minute. And if he ends up playing 20, 22 minutes even, I wouldn't mind getting some value exposure to him. If everything falls right, keep in mind, um, don't start building your lineups with them, people. Uh, this is a situation we're going to have to monitor. Uh, you know, Game time decision
1: in the late game hammer is not something I feel too great about. All right, well,
0: I've got a challenge for you, and it's the end of the slate, the end of the show, where we've been tied seven-seven in this chicken suit challenge for quite some time. Everybody knows you are the president of the Kent
1: Bazemore fan club. I'm not taking yeah, any just, sort of any any sort of bet with Kent Bazemore. <laughs> oh, a you chance.
0: chicken shit! Not a I mean, chicken suit I thought you were gonna chicken. say
1: Jalen Horde. I mean, that's like the the low O GPP kind of. Stab in the dark, secret squirrel kind of guy that I would take a shot with, but it would uh, it would right, be What is is he is Jalen
0: sitting. Horde dead minimum?
1: Dead minimum. Uh, and the only way I'm taking that bet is if white if, if the caveat that Whiteside sets. If Whiteside plays, I'm not taking any bet with him because he'll, he'll play very limited. I can't minutes.
0: believe you won't back up your Kent Bazemore.
1: I listen. No way. I, if, if push comes to shove and everything falls, I'd much rather play Horde over Bazemore. Uh, well, let but, me I mean, tell you this, just just to upset you a little bit here
0: on the guys that are the same price. I mean, exactly the same price and guys that are $100 cheaper than Kent Bazemore on DraftKings. Jackson Hayes, Rajon Rondo, Mason Plumlee, Thon Maker, Caldwell Pope, Anthony Simons, Michael Porter Jr. I, I mean, oh my God. I would I would literally challenge all 9 of those
1: guys with Baysmore just for the record. Um, I'm definitely with you as far as Hayes. I'm definitely with you as far as Plumley. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. I, I would, you know, that one I think is a complete toss up just based on the game script unless if that game stays close for some reason in Cleveland, I don't think Porter Jr. Uh, he doesn't gets enough time even get in. Yeah, I don't think he'd be I'll him. take I'll, Simons. No, 30, I'm a big he's Simons. 3600.
0: He's I'm a big $200 dollars guy. cheaper. I just like
1: him as as an actual NBA player. Uh, I think that kid has a huge future in store for him. Uh, When a push comes to shove and they end up forcing him out, kind of like, you know, this is a bad example, like Reggie Jackson in that OKC bench role. He kind of just looked like he was too good to be in a bench role. Same thing with Terry Rosier. That's eventually going to happen with Simons. And when he gets his chance, he's going to be a stud. Um, I really like that kid moving forward. He's a great point-per-minute guy. It's just at the end of the day, if this game ends up being a blowout, he's going to be one of the first guys that comes in and plays like 24, 25 minutes.
0: All right, I've got I want all of our listeners to post on Twitter and put up their listen to the pod today uh, and then put down there at my capatria hashtag chicken suit chicken so let's let's start I'm gonna call you out on Twitter because you're not accepting any of my challenges and we're gonna Your see challenge you baseball
1: I and I Chicken. didn't fully endorse Dude. him. I said, I said if you're playing 100 lineups, he makes sense in one. He's your
0: favorite player in the league.
1: He's a great, he's a great GPP target um, when you when you get him on the right nights. Absolutely, because he never gets ownership, and he does kind of right. have some of that upside. Uh, But you know, does not mean especially with all the value that we have available. Like you said, Jackson Hayes is what I led off of the show. He's my favorite value play without a doubt. Um, jeez. Oh, all right, so when. When's our next show? Are we out together on Sunday nights? Yes, we are. Tomorrow We're, night? Tomorrow, tomorrow night. No, not tomorrow night. Tomorrow. Yeah. well, For Monday's slate of games. We record Sunday night. Oh, for Monday's okay. Game. All right. So Sunday night, I promise you listeners, you hashtag chicken soup
0: chicken for at Micah Patria, then we'll have at least Two chicken suit challenges set up for Sunday night. I you gotta, gotta to pick my this shots. I gotta pick my shots. We're, we're only a month from the All Star game.
1: I know, but we started the season. I was just taking everybody against you, and that's kind of how you were getting your leads on me. I was what like, whatever. Uh, yeah, price, price doesn't matter. I was taking guys two grand lower than you for just straight up point totals, and Jeez. you know I started dropping. A few, I gotta be a little bit more selective as it comes. Oh. About. I can't just keep giving you these free wins, especially after uh, that debacle where I smoked you 3-0 in a night just because your guys got ruled out
0: hashtag uh, I chicken, suit about chicken.
1: That. I, think, I think I had Donchick and Donchick went buck wild you wanted Giannis over Donchick Harden and Whiteside over now you're him. making up
0: all kinds of stories all uh, right they hashtag chicken suit chicken problem. and we'll get after the Sunday listeners night.
2: know the truth yeah
0: yeah yeah <laughs> hey you know I'd be down by one if if Miles Hartley didn't step up and Call, yeah, you know, I still, still got a little
1: chip out there. I still own one for that one. I got to get back on yeah,
0: it or something. Lord, like that. on top of one. getting beat a cheater. On top of it, we may have to hashtag that too. Yeah. No, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, All right buddy. Any, any last thoughts on this seven-game slate, which is a six-game main slate? Any uh, how do how do you think uh, people what do they need to take away from the show to remember? to you know hammer and crush it
1: in It's a GPP night that's it. It's a GPP night. Be very, uh, you know, maybe if I'm a, a heavy cash game player, I, I limit my cash game settings tonight just because of all the different value options and all the different high priced options we can go to. You could really sink yourself in the cash game lineup if you spend 10K and a guy and you have three guys over 10K outscore them. So, um, you know, maybe take that approach, maybe limit yourself in those cash games, kind of take that GPP approach, have fun. Uh, don't just target games because of what, you know, what's going to be on TV and what's the late game, what's the early game and all that kind of stuff. Stuff. Take your spots. It's Saturday. Everybody's going to want to watch every game, so you don't have to worry about that as much. Um, and just have fun. I mean, I think this is a great night where there's plenty of pivots, and a couple of 2v2s you can swap. I've been building lineups left and right. And my favorite 2v2 swap uh, happens to be I'll, I'll just throw it out there right now going with a guy like Lonzo Ball and either Horford and Tobias Harris, and then swapping that out and going with a guy like Ingram. Um, I'm sorry, Lonzo Ball and Ben Simmons, and then swapping that out for a guy like Ingram and Tobias Harris and uh, Horford. It's equal price tags. You're looking at Ben Simmons is 8500 Ingram's $8,400, Lonzo's 6700 and you got Tobias Harris and Al Horford right around that 6700 6800 range. So there's plenty of nice. different options you could take, and I'm, I'm going to be building tons of GPP lineups tonight just because of all these swaps I can make happen. Beautiful. Well, keep uh, keep a close eye on the news. I'm sure we'll have
0: some news break as the day goes on, but I'm with you. I think it. Uh, I'm usually 80-20 or even 90-10 cash to GPP. I think I'm going to be more 50-50 and just go with some higher hybrids and pick my spots uh, today because I agree with you. I think it looks more of that GPP feel to it as opposed to just locked-in cash value plays where you can
1: uh load up so fun slate though some good games you know absolutely and uh a little fun news just for those uh season long people something to keep an eye on uh John Wall participating in 3 on 3 practice so he's and we might even see a little bit of John Wall at the end of the season i hope not uh but, you wow. know that said uh you know after all the injuries between his knee and Achilles and everything else um but, but something fun to keep an eye on you never know all right. Fantastic. Well, listen, it
0: is, uh, 1120 on the East coast. So we will get this, uh, to our man, Dan Vespers right away. We'll have him get this circulated out. So you'll have all the rest of the day to listen in, into the podcast and start building those lineups and, uh, getting ready to, to take some stuff down. So, uh, Great, great day! It was a fun night with our our man Rashad taking down the Australian Championship. Uh, just so much fun to to see that uh, there, there's some global reach with the show. It, it makes makes things so much fun. So, uh, all right, man, I think that's it. Uh, we're we will be back on together uh, on Sunday night for Monday night's a card. Uh, tonight is you and and Andrew
1: for tomorrow tonight tonight is miles and andrew my oh that's the chart so for just for our listeners to know coach actually makes the schedules for the shows He's a heads up <laughs> he sends us out every monday a weekly schedule of it and it has zero grasp on what the schedule is i love it the
0: other day i i was at my computer with my headphones on waiting and i, I sent a text and he said coach you don't have a show tonight i, I was like Oh my God! You know this is sad. We, I do. I we should I put do a three-way show stuff. one
1: time. We should do a three-way show one time. I think that would be pretty fun. You were you were trying to force the issue though that night. You're absolutely right. Oh I was, my it was, God! It was mine and Andrew's night, and uh, I get a I get a text from Coach five minutes before we're about to start the show. Uh, <sighs> and he's like, uh, "Are you guys ready? Are you ready to do this?" I said, "Coach, you have the night off. Um, enjoy it. I know you want to work hard, Coach. I know you want to be on every show." But take your nights off and enjoy them. <laughs> Sit back, watch a game, listen, you know. Then that's why you're trying to force the issue tomorrow night. That's a both of our nights off coach tonight. Let's oh both enjoy God. these nights. My girls. So I missed I
0: I could have missed that worse. So there you go. <laughs> and I'll tell you what though, for what it's worth, Miles and Andrew have been crushing it on their shows lately. So they're they're sort of the hot show right now. So catch that uh, for sure uh for uh the sat the uh, Sunday slate. there Those guys do a great job. So good stuff, man. Good stuff. Well, it was fun. Uh, a little longer show. Oh, you and I always do the longest shows in the history of NBA DFS. It's just it's widely known, but no one ever complains that we give them too much info. So hey, what what the heck, you know? Why not? All right, Michael. Well, great show today. Good luck tonight. Let's both take some stuff down and. Uh, want to thank you all for joining us for another edition of Hoopball NBA DFS today. For our other pros that will be doing the show for Sunday, Miles and Andrew, and for Michael and myself, Coach, we will catch you again tomorrow as we look to crush it on NBA DFS.